Okay, so now we're going to have, he's going to do something very interesting, which is in itself, I think, an important lesson in terms of how we approach Torah, which is very often we'll find in the Torah, in one, in one Gemara, we'll see the sages will teach us something, and then in a Gemara somewhere else, they will seem to say the opposite. And so we're left with um, a, a little bit of confusion about what are we supposed to do. So how could a contra- what do you do with a contradiction like that? And um, you know, very often the way that we resolve a contradiction is by trying to figure out how it's not a contradiction at all. Okay? Is that it is actually, if you, if you understand the principle on a deeper level, is that you'll see it's talking about slightly different things. Okay? And so that's going to be true here in the context of precious, the idea of separating from things. Even though something is allowed to you, the Torah allows it, the sages allow it, is that sometimes the right thing to do is that you should not allow it for yourself. So he says, if you say, if you want to say, says the Ramchal, he says, where do you come off? You know, adding to the Torah like that, making up new prohibitions. It says, our sages said, okay, it says in the, in, it says in the, in the Gemara Yerushalmi, it says what? It's not, it's not enough what the Torah forbade to you. You have to come along now and make new things forbidden on yourself. And he says, whatever the, whatever the sages saw that uh, was required in order to prohibit, they already, uh, you know, in order to make offense, make offense for the Torah, they already did it. Meaning the, the sages, we were certainly were not shy when it came to making rabbinic laws. We find across every area that we find that they, they built a whole structure of rabbinic law to try and for the, for the entire Jewish people to try and steer us away from areas that are going to end up being problematic and leading us to mess up and break Torah, Torah prohibitions with very, very serious spiritual consequences. So he says, and that which they left as allowed, that's because obviously they, the sages saw that it was that it was fitting to be allowed. It was it wasn't it wasn't necessary to make it prohibited. So now, why do we have to come along and we have to start making up new new uh, decrees, uh, you know, new fences that that the sages saw wasn't necessary? So something. I what do you where do you come off uh, coming telling telling us you have to to forbid things to yourself? And, and also, furthermore, there is no limit to this. Okay, there's no meaning you're going to make a fence and another fence and another fence and another fence. So it'll it'll turn out that um, a person is going to be com- completely desolate and completely you know, afflicted, and he's not going to get any pleasure from the world at all. And our sages told us that, and this is the Gemara, it says, that in the future, a person is going to have to explain themselves to God. On everything that, he, that you saw, that your eyes saw, and you know any amazing food you saw, and you didn't eat it, you didn't eat it, okay. Even though it was mutter, and you could have, meaning it was kosher, and you know a mahadrin, and it looked really delicious, and you didn't eat it. And then, and they 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 see this from a verse in Kohelis that says King Solomon says, anything my eyes saw, I did not hold back from. Okay, I did not hold back from. If I saw it and it looked good, I didn't hold back from it. So it's an amazing concept. Yeah, this is an amazing concept. This is, you know, one of the great Rosh Hashivas of, of, of the last, a couple of generations ago, of Hutner. So he said, who did, you know, look at this beautiful world. We have this amazing world of all this, all this, uh, you know, all these amazing, beautiful mountains and all this amazing food to eat. And there's, you know, there's beautiful um, art museums and all this stuff. He says, who did God make this for? Who's it for? Is for the people who are sinners? That's who it's for. And the people who serve Hashem are what we're supposed to just as us to like suffer and like you know, just say no, we're living for for the world to come, not for this world. Who's it? Is He made it for us, right? He He, he want, It's true as long as we keep our the pers- our perspective 
you know, right. If you get, if you're flying, you know, you're flying on an airplane. People pay extra money to go business class, right? The whole point of the point, the whole point of the plane ride is you need to get from A to B. And I'm flying from Johannesburg to New York. The point of the plane ride is to get to New York. The plane of the, the point of the plane ride is not the food and the nice reclining chair and all those. I need to get to New York. It says, but people pay extra. Why? Because while you're doing it, it's nice to have to be a little bit, be a little bit more comfortable and have something better to eat. It says, so as long as you keep the, your perspective straight. There's nothing wrong with having good food. There's nothing wrong with, you know, having a comfortable bed. You know, what's, you know, who's it for? God made comfortable beds and good food for the, you know, for the evil people? Of course not. So, so you see that the Torah tells you, is you is God want, created a beautiful world. He wants you to enjoy it. He wants, there's beautiful colors. There's beautiful things to see, to taste, to experience. So, so who's it for? God was, God's going to say, why didn't you enjoy my world? I created a beautiful world for you. So now how can you come along and tell me, oh, take the things that are permitted and don't do them. Okay? So we'll see the answer tomorrow.